The following episode contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. She's Coco, and he's Fran, and they want to know, how you feeling? Thank you so much for joining us. I know that this is a, no pun intended, sticky topic, but <laughs> we we are here to just kind of, you know, get to know you and get to know some things, and... Coco is going to start by because uh, she has tons of questions. <laughs> well, one of the first things that I I wanted to know, especially in this the age of COVID, does it worry you when it comes to casual sex at all? It certainly did in the beginning. Um, I was really kind of terrified, uh, like I. I, I, you know, was on all the apps and everything and, is, you know, because we all were all, you know, lusting for uh, sort of human connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I was on the apps and I would and I would make plans with people and I'd be like, um, yeah, I don't you know, I'm not really ready for for all this. And then, you know, I guess as the pr- pandemic progressed and the cases went down, I was like, yeah, nope, I'm good, actually. Yep. Totally need it. Come over. Was it is it the Wear same mask? <laughs> Well, is is it the same kind of feeling that you or thought process that you would have with regards to other, let's say, STIs or does that even bother you at all? Um, I think that. I mean, with 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 STIs, you're sort of educated on the fact that you can go to the clinic and get it taken care of. You can take. Mm you can you can get a shot in the ass and it goes away right like there's 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 uh a little less of a scare factor i think more with s like stis and stuff like that you know for example you know getting hiv now Mm -hmm. is no longer a death sentence right Mm -hmm. there are antiretrovirals there are different things that you know there's prep and all that kind of stuff like this is something that comes out of your lungs and goes into somebody else's lungs and wreaks havoc on your body. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that I think that that the unknown factor was just like this is the scary part. I think it's I think it's the not really knowing if the person has ever been exposed, right? Yeah. And the fact yeah. that like maybe you're asymptomatic and maybe I'm not going to be asymptomatic and mm-hmm. so well, what's the what's the excitement in the the anonymous factor? What 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 could you say to someone who is terrified about meeting a stranger and having sex with a stranger? What is it about it that gets you? What what makes you hot about it? <laughs> um, I don't need to know your history. I don't know your. I don't. I don't know your woes. I don't know your. So you're you're, you're, like, you're 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 not and, investing. And you're no, not investing. You don't, and you don't have to know mine. I yeah. don't have. And there's no the the only there's no vulnerability, right? Like there's no. I don't. I don't need to put my heart on my sleeve for you to stomp in the ground. I'm putting my dick in you, right? Like it's like there's no. 
Sure. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, yeah. super, it's super transactional. We both know we're there for the exact same thing. It's a pleasure sensation. We yeah. get off. We leave. I don't ask questions. I don't need to know your dog's name. You don't need to show me pictures of your kids. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. There's and, it's, a... and it's like when you lay it out like that, it just seems like, okay, well, it's, it's transactional. If the two parties have the same goal there's really nothing wrong with it as opposed to the the song and dance sometimes people go through when it comes to dating and then it just it's like okay well yeah yeah, it sometimes it ends up being disappointing or well you know i not only play the devil on this show but i also play devil's advocate so all right bring you know you know people listening might say Mm. okay all right that's all well and good but how do we know that their intentions are the same? And that's what gets me to the next question is, have you ever had a scary moment with a stranger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I picked somebody up off the street, actually. I was walking home from the gym and we locked eyes. And next thing you know, he came over to my apartment and it was it was it was a more forceful situation than I thought it was going to be. You know, wow. Like it was definitely like I had to push him off of me and 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 he he got the he got the 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 point like it wasn't you know thank god it didn't get violent or anything but it was mm. definitely something that was you know because there was no there was no discussion of like this is my limit you know what i mean like it yeah. was like, so i think there's i think there's something to be said in getting to know your partner and understanding what limits might be what safe safety what's what's a trigger you know what i mean i think that for but i think like in that sense it like it was scary it was i was but at the same time it was kind of hot because it was thrilling (laughs) so so would you consider that an acceptable risk I, i i think with with anonymous sex you really have to just like does the end justify the means exactly is it worth yeah. it? Like, is it worth it? Am I, yeah. am I, and there are some people, I mean, I've been, I've been sexually active since I've been, you know, since I've been a, a young person and, and it's. What's that number? Young person. <laughs> what's a young, what's young? 13. Wow. Yeah. Rock and roll. Um, may may <laughs> we ask how old you are now? I'm 33. Okay. Wow. You're a young chicken. <laughs> You're speaking um, to senior citizens. Yeah. Right? <laughs> did, did you hear my did you hear my wheelchair? It's kind of rusty. <laughs> the squeak of the walker on the floor. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think that I think that I don't know. I mean, I grew up I grew up in the shadow of the AIDS epidemic. Mm. So I grew up with the no glove, no love. Yeah. I I was actually really terrified of STIs. To your point, I was terrified of STIs and STDs and um, you know, the advent of prep now has been has been certainly game changing, but at the same time, like you were scared to have sex with people. Yeah. It was it was definitely it was definitely something that was not that was that was a scary thing, you know. That, yeah. And then when I started going out and I started meeting people and I was like having anonymous sex and going to, to the bathhouse or going to the, the arcade or whatever, I was like it's not so bad. And then I got my first STD and I was like, womp, womp, womp. (laughs) Again, to your point, like, is not COVID. Mm. You know, it's, you go to the clinic, you 
get an antibiotic, it goes away. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of unknown. True. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, and I've, we've, we've talked to people, not on the show, but people that we know, and they, there's even people I, I know who are, uh, they're not really 100% confident with PrEP. Have you met people like that? Who just like, they're on it, but they're just still kind of like, hey, I still got to be safe? Or is taking PrEP just kind of like balls to the wall? Well, I think there's a there's two different types of people. Well, there's I, there's a I guess there's a spectrum, right? Like there's there's this new, um, especially in the LGBTQ community, uh, there's this new sort of like okay, it's a barrier, and now we can we can experience the free love that it was pre condom, mm. right? Um, and the only thing we have to worry about is are the STDs that are curable, and there are the other people who are like, well, it's just another piece of chain meal in the armor, right? Mm. There's definitely, which, and I think doctors are like, hey, don't go out and, and go crazy. Like, this is just another bit of the shield. Whereas I think some people are like, they think it's carte blanche to go crazy, which is actually why um, those STIs that I was talking about before are on the rise. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I mean, we haven't really had this discussion on the show, but when when I mention people who are in the swing community, for example, swingers, mm-hmm. they they it's I, I've had conversations with them where it's a level of acceptable risk that they're okay with because the it's the it's the whole achieving that pleasure part, right? You know, right. and it's and it just it just makes me. I don't know. I guess I, I wonder, is it worth it sometimes? Like, do you think it's worth it? Personally, yes. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. I mean, uh, for, especially for somebody who, I mean, you, you figure there are some people who go out and have anonymous sex because they have intimacy issues, right? Mm. Like they have, they have this inability to get close to some, to people. So they use it as a, a way to get needs met without ha- having to be hurt. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's something, you know, before you settle down, you go through your quote unquote hoe phase, right? Like that's what people yeah. talk about. <laughs> and it's really, yeah, Coco's it's really, still going through that. I'm going right. through that well, right I mean, now. I, yeah. I will, I will eternally be going through that whether I'm in a relationship <laughs> or not. I mean, I just don't, it, it's, I crave that, that connection. So, so you don't, you don't, you don't think you'll ever, um, I guess, settle, <laughs> settle down. Um, I, you know, I've done it. Um, I've been in, I've been in a, a strictly monogamous relationship where mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, the house, the, the 2.5 bathrooms and the, you know, white picket fence and the, mm-hmm. and the car in the suburban driveway. And I was like, yeah, nope, not for me. Um, and did you like completely explode after that was over? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, because you, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like being repressed, right? Like you're, you're repressing this, this need and want. And then all of a sudden it's like, you go crazy and slide home. Um, But I've also been in, I've also been in polyamorous relationships and I've also been in open relationships. And it's, it's like, you know, whatever the rule book is for your particular relationship is what should work. And I don't think Mm. that. That's true. You know? So what, what was the, what was the most 
people that you hooked up with in a day? Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'm counting on the strands of hair that I have for it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't know, like 15? In Here. one day? I mean, you have to understand, like, if you're going to these, these quote-unquote houses of ill repute, um, there are... <laughs> we, we've, orgy, we've been, I mean, we've in, been in, to in, some. <laughs> in an orgy, you can have up to, what, 30 people? And you, That's yeah. true. That's true. You okay. Try, you try all the... the, the all the offerings. All the offerings. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a buffet when you're it like, is, you look at is. someone's plate and you go, really? Pasta with Chinese food? <laughs> 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 and a side of fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. So let me ask. I mean, then. yeah, and that's yeah. I'd say fifteen, probably most. How did you feel after that? Like, give me all of the emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want them too. Exhausted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like super duper hungry. I remember I was like, I really just want to go to a diner right now. Did you ever have like a, even if it was a fleeting moment of regret or like what the fuck did i just do no i you no? know and it's it's interesting because i have uh just to draw on experience um i had an i had an encounter with a boss where that happened okay like a, when was, you say when you say boss like an employee employer employer okay um, it was an employer who not uh, a mafia boss right not no, no not a mafia <laughs> no. boss um, it was an employer who took advantage of the fact that I was working under him. Um, and he, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he sexually assaulted me. Wow. Um, and because it was a power dynamic after mm. that, I felt disgusting. Mm. But I think, I think for me, because when I go to places like that, I know that I'm in control and I know that I'm living my best life <laughs> yeah um, and i know that i i know that i can say no if i want to so if it's so i'm not i don't think i regret doing things do i think sometimes scientifically after i have touched certain individuals i'm like oh i better go get a shot Maybe. <laughs> um, can, can you tell those individuals right away <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. can yeah. oh yeah oh yeah but but you know also in this whole anonymous episode as we talk to people it seems like there's also this um idea that it doesn't matter what some people look like sometimes it's for the sex and orgies do you find that that's your case oh totally oh 100 the people that i have sex with anonymously you would never see me on the street with really absolutely because it's because it's it's again it's fulfilling a need like you can for instance for me i have a daddy thing Mm-hmm. So, so I go and I go to these places and all those, those people who were like in their fifties and sixties, let me at them. Um, but you wouldn't catch me. I wouldn't be caught dead on the street with, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it was so. funny cause I was, uh, I was talking to Fran about this yesterday, actually about, uh, the kink community and, um, individuals who well let, let's just let's just say visually are not the most attractive mm-hmm. okay but somehow they're they are able to be the dom or masters of 
three, four, five women. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me wonder, like, what is it? What is it about them <laughs> that can can draw that? Or is it is it? Um, are they preying on individuals who maybe have low self esteem? Like what? What? Like I wonder what that that how that plays out. Domination and BDSM yeah. um, is one hundred percent cerebral. Yeah. So even if you're not physically attracted to your master there is a whole they have a hold on you right yes yes so i think there's something to be said about that i don't think because it's because it's an emotional connection Mm. i don't think it matters yeah but so but with with what you do it's it there's there's no you you don't care either way it's just it's just about the pleasure part of it yeah, I mean, I would say it's just about the pleasure part of it, but then afterwards, I have been known to like make friends with people, right? Like it's it's a it's it's anonymous at first, yeah. And if it's good, <laughs> then it's not anonymous. Then it's a hey, let me get your number. You know what I mean? Like let's mm. do it again sometime. So how which... how often does that happen where you where you reconnect with someone that was supposed to be a one off? Um, well, you, if you go through my phone, <laughs> there's different geolocations in the in their names, so it'll tell you like where I met them. Yikes! Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's great. I found it. I, I, it, it's. It, I don't even know. It's like networking, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I guess I see it from the perspective of like, we're both here for the same reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're both. We're both trying to get off. <laughs> Well, how does we're not, how does, we're not, how does, we're, I'm not bringing you roses. Like, I right. don't have to meet your mother. <laughs> well, how does this differ from anonymous, like one off, I never see you again, to people you see occasionally, but you may not even really know their real name? I mean, I guess it's the same thing, right? Like, I, I would hope that if it was a person that was quote unquote anonymous, right? Like, like it's, it's hot and heavy. And then all of a sudden, like, you never see them again. Mm. There's a there's a piece of you that's like, I hope I do see that person again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a piece of you that's like, I hope I see that person again. I hope they remember me. Mm-hmm. Like they're in Whole Foods getting milk, and you're like, Yeah, hey, right. That's him. Like, hey, I sucked your dick <laughs> the other day. Do yeah, you you're like, it's funny you're buying cream because, <laughs> right. hey, exactly because yeah. Cause I need it. Um, yeah. Cause I need it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I've had that, I've had that scenario happen too. And I've also had the scenario happen to where I have seen them out in public and they have completely ignored me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Know, that's, part of not... the, that's probably part of the excitement too. Like let's yeah. pretend like we don't know each other in public. Like right. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I, I think also a lot of people who engage in, people uh, especially people who engage in in anonymous sex like in the woods mm. yeah or, like the rest areas or whatever like they're married or they have or yeah they, you know there's some kind of situation that's like they're not getting it at home or they're not getting it from somebody else so they're going out and they're finding it themselves which is yeah or that's not even enough for them they want more right like... or it just it's it, i guess it's like it that's human right yeah it's the it, need what was there ever a situation where you had sex with someone that you weren't supposed to have sex with? <laughs> Actually, yes. Um, <laughs> funny story. 
I uh, was at a sex party and the lights were very low and I started uh, having sex with this guy and I realized that I recognized his voice (laughs) and he happened to be my ex-boyfriend's best (gasps) friend. No. And he he like turned around and I was like, hi, so-and-so. And he was like, oh my God, don't tell him. And I was like, your, your secret's safe with me. It's fine. But it was, but like, we like fully got it on. And wow. I didn't even realize it was me until it was finished. And I was like, finished. Hi. I was like, hi, Michael. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love, I love the word finished because it just, it just brings it around. Like it's right? just the curtain comes down. But, but it's, it's... I mean, it's, but it's true. It's not like, it's not like we were laying in bed, like smoking a cigarette, talking about our day. No. Like, yeah. I found him in a, in a shady corner. We, <laughs> we did, we did the thing. We came out of the shady corner. I went back to the dance floor. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I had a, I had someone tell me years ago, a similar story where, and I was afraid that this is where this was going, but it didn't. And, someone told me years ago they had gone to a sex party for the first time and they were experimenting and they started hitting on someone and in a dark room and realized like a pitch dark room Mm -hmm. and realized like when they went into the light that they were talking to like one of their cousins (gasps) with a mask on stop it and they both were like freaked out and were Mm -hmm. like sworn to secrecy and were like this never happened but they never had sex they were just about to flirt oh, yeah. no, oh my we god full on we full on like yeah that's yeah. rough and that's it was rough. it was kind of funny because i felt bad because i was like that's really i was like you must feel really really awkward that's not the only thing you felt not at all. <laughs> oh no it was good but, but that was the thing it's it, the interesting thing is like had i known it was him it would have never happened yeah wow but because i didn't know it was him it was amazing yeah well, there you go there you go I mean, he even thanked me afterwards, and he was like, "But don't tell so and so." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that would have Oof. never in a million years have ever happened between. Us. Well, <laughs> listen, over here at later this week, we've got the fans on because of this this interview with you, and you know, <laughs> listen, we're gonna bring you back to educate us some more because we learned so much tonight, and. Um, <laughs> Listen, we appreciate you joining us. Max, have a great evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You have a good night. You too, thanks. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's Daria Jones, owner, operator, and formulator of Gracefully Yours. Gracefully Yours is an all-natural product that caters to your beard, body, and soul. Every product is carefully formulated and handcrafted with pure love, joy, and good intentions for the goodness of your grooming routine. Head on over to our Instagram at GracefullyYoursDJ or our website, DariaJonesWorld.com. Try our beard and body products made with nature's nutrients, no chemicals, or extra additives. Use code FRANCESCO10 for 10% off. Oh, and don't forget... This product and company is run on Black Girl Magic.
guess who? It's your favorite co-host from the newly revamped number one rated podcast in the world, How You Feeling with Coco and Fran. I'm Coco, by the way. Anyway, we love what we're doing here, and we want to continue to grow and improve by bringing you quality episodes each week. One of the best ways to help us is with financial support. For as little as 99 cents a month, you will be contributing to the growth and success of this podcast. That's less than $12 a year. Just click the link in any episode description and become a sponsor. We'd really appreciate it. Bonjour. Hello there. Did you learn a lot from that last segment? I did. And we'll have further addition, additional information with regards to that subject. Wow. I think it's interesting that we're diving into these topics because I think there are a lot of people who listen to the show who may not know this whole world exists. No, not at all. And it's, and we're approaching it in a, you have to approach it in a non-judgmental, just uh, basically uh, out of curiosity, uh, just wanting to be informed and just kind of learn about different aspects of people's lives that, you know, some might, might seem, might perceive it as uncomfortable or taboo or whatever or wrong however which way you want to think about it um but yeah I, I i i'm glad that we we got his perspective on things and uh we're gonna have somebody else's perspective soon well yeah i mean i just think that it, it becomes an itchy topic because it's not something that we are necessarily allowed to talk about yeah um you know also having a disclaimer before the show because we know we have listeners who have children who might be in the room yes but you know rule of thumb or they may have amish sensibilities yep (laughs) churning butter while you listen to the show tends to be a really popular thing Um, i just think you know what i think i think you know, we have these listeners who have kids that are in the room with them and, and I'm, you know, rule of thumb, don't ever have your kid in the room while they're listening to this show. I mean, we're not a, we're not a parental advisory type show, but we do, we are frank about things and we curse and we talk about sex. Like even when the subject is about, you know, knitting, sex somehow gets into it. Well, it is one of your favorite things to do. Exactly. <laughs> and, not, and get your mind out of the gutter. I meant knitting, knitting, knitting. Exactly. That's my favorite thing to do. Favorite. I like to, I like to knit um, crotch hammocks. Oh, see, and there you go. And now we're back to that area, that region. <laughs> Got to bring it back. <laughs> Latitude, longitude. Back there. Um, during the show, this is side note. During the show, do you feel like your throat gets dry, like while we do this show? Um, I've had moments where 
there's it feels like I've talked a lot and there's a little bit of strain. Maybe that's dryness. I don't know. But I always stay lubricated. Like today, I'm drinking a protein shake. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> you left yourself open for that one. Well, so. what about you? Do you feel dry in the throat? Do you need throat coat? It's not my throat that's dry. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> chafing. Chafing. Chafage. <laughs> Very chafing carpenter. <laughs> so, uh, what what are your pers- what, what do you think about what he shared with us? Um, I thought it was brave to tell, you know, his story and and what he does. I mean, I know that that happens. I know that that's the world. I know that people you're going to work with every single day have an entire life outside of what you see. And there is so much about them that they can't talk about because society has taught us that there are things that it's unprofessional, it's inappropriate. So you're not going to get people who come to work on a Monday morning and tell you that their legs hurt because they were at a gangbang. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, maybe, oh, my maybe eye hurts. Woof, you don't know maybe how many work, times. <laughs> maybe work could be more enjoyable if people did come to the, to the office with uh, sprays like you know, that. There's a lot of rebooting that has to happen in our, in our world yeah. for people to get to that place. Because, you know, there was a time in history where certain talks about sexuality and certain talks about lifestyle were a little more acceptable. And then somehow, some way we got into a more of a controlled state of mind where people couldn't talk about those things. And now it's even shameful on some level for some people to even have those conversations with their own friends. Um, You know, it's probably friends in your life right now that you have that are having anonymous sex and not talking about it or people that are I don't know, into something that you're not really certain about. I think it goes to both ways. You know, on on one hand, the person doesn't want to talk about it because it's quote unquote inappropriate. But the other hand, they may not want to talk about it because maybe they don't even think you want to hear about it. That's true. You know, because I don't want to hear about my friends having sex. No? No. 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 Have you seen my friends? Yes. You don't want to hear them having sex. Yeah. You might not want to hear them having sex, but you might want to hear some of their stories. Ah, I heard some of their stories. Nothing good? I'm just going to drink some water. All righty. <laughs> All right. So I think our guest has entered the chat room. All right. Bring so her let's, in. let's bring her in and, uh, and then get this party started. Hello, Annie. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us? We can, I can. Oh, there you go. I can hear you too. Oh, wow. I love your background. Oh, thank you. It's my wallpaper. I love it. So Annie, thank you so much for joining us today at How You Feelin'. I'm Coco and this is my co-host, Fran. Hi, Coco. Hi, Fran. Hi. (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Fran. I'm sorry, Coco. I always, I I trampled over you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we are definitely speaking about a sensitive subject today. Um, you know, we had spoken to another another guest, uh, male guest, and we wanted to get male and female perspective 
Um, anything that we ask you today, honestly, for listeners, this is the way this is going to work. It's a sensitive topic. So when we ask you a question, if you don't want to answer it, you can say pass. Just like okay. on a game show and there's no questions asked. We just keep moving. Sounds good. All right. So Coco, you want to take it? So as friends, we spoke with um, we spoke with someone in the previous segment about um, his experience with anonymous sex. And after we recorded that segment, we we really wanted to try to add another layer to it uh, and, and and see if there is someone who was female who's who's had that similar experience. Um, and I was really happy that you said that you would be um, open to talking about this um, because I think a lot of people don't don't associate women with anonymous sex so much. So it's uh, it's I think this perspective is going to be uh, eye opening for people and informative as well, and kind of shed light on on something that some people don't really know about or want to talk about or anything like that. So thank you for joining us. Um, so basically, um, let's start from the very beginning. Where were you in life when you first started engaging in this type of, in, in, in anonymous sex? Like describe your state of mind, who you were, how did it all be began? Sure thing, thanks Coco. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had what I call two bouts of anonymous sex. Um, so, and both coincide actually with diagnostics of depression. Okay. So I definitely relate um, some of the activities that I've taken part in as part of my mental health or poor mental health, mm -hmm. um, especially in hindsight, not at the time. Uh, so in my early 20s, um, I was, you know, under a lot of pressure, like, like a lot of people working, moving in with the boyfriend, both of us in university, not enough money, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I um, started engaging in anonymous sex at the time, um, and I had been diagnosed with depression, but I didn't really link the two together. I just thought, woohoo, this is, I, I lost my virginity at 18. I was a little bit late, I guess. Um, and Not as late as me. Not as late as me. So go, you're all, all right. good. So sex was a lot of fun. Like it was really a lot of fun. And I didn't realize at the time that there was something deeper going on. Um, and um, like in, in hindsight, I guess I, I view it as a, it was a both times. So the later was in my forties. Uh, mm -hmm. um, again, a time in my life where I was laid off unexpectedly and, you know, just a lot of things going on. And um, yeah, I just, I, I, I did it again. You know, it's, I, I, for me, it coincided to times where I needed good in my life. Like I needed good feelings my everyday life was not good. Mm -hmm. And so sex made me feel good. So I went and did that. Okay. So would you, would you characterize, what, what would be the difference between anonymous sex and one night stands? Is there a difference? Um, not for me. Okay. I mean, even if like, what do we mean by anonymous sex? It's not about not knowing the person's name. You can know the person's name and it's still anonymous sex. You just don't know the person and you have no plans on seeing them ever again. Okay. I guess maybe if we start with a basis of that's what anonymous sex is, if that's, you know, 
So is that is that what so you one would... night stand? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't. I don't. I don't know of people that. I mean, I guess you could become great friends with your one night stand, but li likely you're not. You're not exchanging numbers. So I think. So I think a lot of people are are listening, thinking one night stand. Now, would this be connected to a date you went on with someone? Like, did you actually go and have food and then have sex and then never see them again, or was it just for the the main purpose was just to hook up? Um, great question. I hadn't thought of that. And now um, I would say that it was a progression. So as I got more comfortable with my desire to have anonymous sex, um, I would first do the whole date thing, even though I knew all I really wanted was at the end of the night, let's have sex, I'm going to go home feeling better. And that was it. Um, but as I got more honest with myself, um, the dates went away. And it was just go to a club, meet someone, go home with them, and then that's it. And then that progressed to actually only specifically seeking out, like online, uh, specifically stating what I wanted. So it's a progression as you, you become more comfortable. For me, it was a progression as I became more comfortable um, with what I was doing. So now did you did you have moments where you planned that they would come to you? Did you go to them? Did this sex happen publicly? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you feel safe about that? Did you feel because I know that that's one thing that and I'm not judging the safety of it because God knows when I think back on my life and the chances I've taken and the things I've done, but I think there's a lot of people who are as I like to call ultra vanilla listening, who may never ever even imagine bringing someone to their apartment unless they've known them for a year, you know, like that kind of thing. So yeah, there's people like that. Yeah. And so how did you feel about that? Was there ever like a, a worry? Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that's part of it as well is the, the thrill. So, you know, I, I view, for me, anonymous sex is an addiction. And it's the thrill and a part of that thrill at the beginning, when I was 20, um, I could go for dinner with someone, you know, you, you talk online, you go for dinner and then, you know, things are hot and heavy and you end up at their apartment and you have sex and then, and then, then that's it. And that was extremely thrilling and that was exhilarating and that, that would keep me on a high um, for a while. But eventually that got boring, mm. right? That didn't, that didn't satisfy me anymore. And so uh, it would get more and, and more dangerous, um, more and more riskier, I guess. Um, so um, in my 20s, um, I did have um, a scary situation that, that stopped me. Um, I've had a few scary situations, but this one was the one that really kind of nipped things in the bud in my, my naive 20 year old days. Um, so I had met this man on uh, alt.com and we had been messaging back and forth for several months. Uh, he wrote uh, smut stories. Um, <laughs> Those are my favorite kind of stories. Just so right. We love them. We love them. <laughs> and so it was already quite a, a sexual relationship sort of online because of, you know, the nature of the, the website, the nature of his stories. And he was from the United States. And so he came to, uh, I was Montreal at the time. He came to Montreal and uh, 
uh, we met up, we went for dinner, and then we ended up in his hotel room. And uh, it was, um, we were both, well, he was kinky, and I was kinky curious. <laughs> and he ended up tying me up. And things went fine. There was a, you know, a little bit of kinkiness and, and mostly sex. But then after uh, he was done, he took out a camera and started taking pictures of me, which was not part of the plan. Um, and I was extremely scared. And I was like, hey, we, you can't do that. That's not what we said, but I was tied up. And so I didn't, I let it happen. I didn't say anything else because I was afraid. I just thought, what is he going to do to me if I say no? And so he took his pictures and I later found out that he actually owned a pay website at the time. You couldn't just get porn that easily. <laughs> I'm talking about the 1990s. So he had a pay site. So I, I mean, I never paid to get on it, but I'm assuming I was on there. Um, the pictures that he had on his flash page were all pretty much the same in a hotel room, girl tied up like I was kind of thing. So um, and, and were the that put an end to it for me. That was like, wow like he he could have done something far worse yeah were right? the the photos that were up of, of the other women that you saw were their faces obscured or no no oh no oh, not at God. all not at all not at all so yeah that 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 scared me i i stopped kink i stopped sex i stopped everything for wow. over a year I, you gotta <laughs> wonder you gotta wonder how many of those women did not give consent to be on that page. I mean, if they all kind of had the same situation as you did, you know, it's messed up and it's out there. You know, I was thinking about, I was talking to a male friend recently and we were talking about how there's so much porn online that is um, hidden camera porn. Mm. Now, some of it, some of it might be set up, you know, because there's a hot kind of idea to having a hidden camera, whatever. But you think about how much of that is real of someone setting up a camera and the other person not knowing, and you have someone come over, you have anonymous sex, and then that video becomes an online property. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I read an article recently, actually, about a uh, landlord that was brought up on charges because there was a, a teeny tiny little camera in the um, smoke detector. And I don't know if this... Uh, the building itself or the home itself was a was an Airbnb location. I, I think it was, but that just adds another layer of distrust to everything. You know, you can't you you can't feel comfortable you know, because there's that potential of of someone violating your consent. Yeah. So absolutely. How, how often? How, how often at the time, like at the at the height of your anonymous sex, um, how often did you engage in that? Like, was it every week or, or fr more frequent? I would say um, for a while when I was when I was at my least mentally healthy, mm -hmm. um, I would say I'd engage in risky sex probably every week, every other week. Mm -hmm. um, it was like a drug yeah. uh, for me. Uh, and like an addict, I began to, to cater my life around this addiction. Um, so I started lying to friends. Wow. I didn't, I didn't tell them everything that I was doing. I would, I would say some of it, but never all of it. Um, my work suffered due to my late nights, um, uh, because it would get to, 
at nighttime and I would be alone at home and I'd be like, oh, I, I need to do this. So sometimes I would start searching at 10 p.m. at night. Wow. And by midnight, I was at someone's house having sex. Wow. But then I'm only back home by two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like hyper and yeah. And then you have to go to work the next day. So my work suffered. So yeah, if I, I believe for me, it was, it became an addiction. The, the thrill and the. Yeah. We talked, we talked about, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, we, we talked about your, your safety and feeling, you know, violated or feeling in danger. Um, I know the question remains for a lot of people listening. I know I have the question. How did you feel as far as STDs was concerned and, and your own health? So that's a bit of a complicated question because I find there's a lot of factors to take into account in terms of how I would pick someone. Um, so after my experience in my 20s, when I was in my 40s and I found myself single and, and wanting to engage in, in some of these uh, activities, I had been in the kink community by that point for uh, about 15 years. So I was certainly aware of a lot more of what was going on. Um, and so um, there's a lot of it is life experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, when, when you get a little bit older, you've met enough people. I think that you, if you've paid attention, you've met enough people that you kind of get an, a feeling for people. So gut instinct, I completely, it's not, it's not infallible, but it's certainly um, something to count on in terms of how you feel and trust your gut. So I, I learned to eventually, if I was, if I met someone, even though we had talked about what we were, we were going to do activity X, Y, Z, if I met him and I wasn't comfortable, I would just say, I'm sorry. And I just bolt in my car, you know? Yeah. And, and, but that took time that, that meant that I didn't trust my gut many times. And I stayed because I was uncomfortable about being direct and, mm -hmm. and, and bold about leaving, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so I did, I was in situations where I was like, oh, I knew this wasn't going to be, you know, what I wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, there's, I've had several disappointing situations that weren't dangerous. They were just disappointing. Like, um, you know, you, you decide together on what, you will be doing together mm -hmm. and then if you get there and no offense to the male species but sometimes all they really want is 10 minutes to yeah. to, to have an orgasm yeah. <laughs> right and then everything you discussed about the whole scenario and and, and role playing oh. that you were going to do is all out the window so that's true. i've had you know those are not dangerous they're just disappointing you've yeah, spent disappoint several hours kind of um you know, planning uh, together, and then you know it's you're now over. You're, it's it's over. <laughs> you know, you know, Coco uses a term. What is it? What is it? Risk. It's it's considerable risk, or yeah, what's acceptable risk? Acceptable yes. risk. Yeah. Yes. So definitely being risk aware is yeah. very important. Knowing that there are risks. Um, other things that I would look for is when you exchange pictures with someone. Uh, here we'll get into the nitty gritty what you can look for always look in the background of pictures like blow up pictures look yeah. in the background is there I do that. are there feminine products in the picture 
I don't mean like period products, anything, clothes, yeah. things like that. Right. Uh, if there are, that is someone that is safer for anonymous sex because that person is probably partnered with a woman, mm. right? They're either married or partnered somehow. And so they have a vested interest in not making an issue. Okay. Yeah. Right? So they want to keep things quiet just like you do. They don't want any trouble. They want to go back home to their wife and children. So wow. <laughs> I know that sounds pretty shocking. <laughs> I mean, it's it makes complete sense though. It really does. And if if you've been doing it long enough, you pick up on those little things and and you know, it's an added kind of safety net so to speak. Yes. So um, other things to look for uh, if people are out of, from out of town, because mm. uh, that means you're likely going back to a hotel and hotels are not notorious for having very soundproof walls. So if there is a problem, a hotel is a rather safe place. Um, as long as you follow one of my rules that I learned when in my 20s of you don't let yourself get tied up in a way where you can't get out. You know. And you don't let yourself get gagged, so you can't uh, make noise. Yeah. Wow. So there, was, are... there was something that Coco brought up in the beginning of our, before we even started speaking, was about how we spoke to a male who engaged in anonymous sex. And it was a little more difficult for us to find a female who could talk to us about it. Why do you think that is? Well, society certainly doesn't uh, treat female sexuality in the same way as it does male sexuality. Um, I think uh, because most males are typically uh, stronger um, and can take care of themselves in, in physical altercations better than most women, uh, that makes a very big difference, which is why I don't, I'm not saying that anonymous sex for everyone is linked to their mental health, but there's a certain amount of, of risk as a female, certainly me as someone who's not strong, uh, you know, I'm just a regular, you know, I can't, I, I can't lift weights, you know, um, <laughs> there certainly has to be uh, a certain amount of risk taking. Uh, you know, you could say the same thing about some sports, right? There or some hobbies that that are extremely dangerous mm -hmm. um you have to have a certain amount of like risk hunger you know you have to kind of want that a little bit in order to to do these types of things i think to put yourself in that kind of of uh in that kind of situation whether whether it's sex or or sports or your job um True. you know there, there are people who seek work that is extremely risky um, you know, there's, there's, there's something to that, you know, yeah. it's the, the brain seeking something. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you, you said, or, or I'm assuming this is not something you're engaging in anymore, anonymous sex, but is it, is it something that on occasion, because, you know, you did discuss that it is, and I agree with you in a lot of cases, an addiction, is it something that like any other addiction that you have moments where you want to go back to it, you feel like it's something you'd like to do. So uh, yes and no. Um, I'm, I'm a person who really likes 
compromises. I think with compromises, we can get so much done. Uh, there's no I in team kind of thing, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'm okay with um, giving myself half of something. Like I'd rather half a donut than no donut. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and eventually, um, eventually I realized that nothing I was doing in terms of you know, anonymous sex, nothing I was doing was working anymore because um, I did a lot of therapy and, and with therapy, I dealt with childhood trauma and uh, feelings of self uh, worthlessness. And when dealing with those things, the part that anonymous sex was giving to me that that thrill and that feeling of being desired and like, uh, only I could really provide this because as you said, uh, Fran, there's not that many women like when I would be on Craigslist when that was uh, a thing uh, getting rid of Craigslist by the way <laughs> Craigslist personals such a good thing I, I it was like you took away my crack yeah you know like it was is crack even a thing anymore but anyways you took it away is. my crack yeah sure. I, mean, I know I know ass crack is <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so um eventually it just, it wouldn't work. I would feel bad about myself because those activities weren't really giving me more self-worth. It was giving me less. I was no. being used. Yeah. I was, you know, there was no, um, so I still loved sex though. And I love sex with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's still a thing. And I'm also kinky. And one of the safety aspects to go back a little bit was that I removed kink from the equation in my forties completely. Mm. Cause I found if I, that the kinky community is sort of around riskier behavior already um, and it can attract some dominant personalities that are not necessarily healthy. And so I realized I need to get kink completely out of my anonymous sex repertoire. So people I had anonymous sex had no idea that I like owned handcuffs or anything. So right. Was that... <laughs> that was that was one of my safety measures. Okay. Yeah. So that they didn't want to tie me up so that they weren't, you know, you know, hurting me or doing things like that. So, well, after your experience in that hotel, I can't imagine the trauma that you experienced. And like, just the idea of that is PTSD on its own, you know, the concern yeah. of that happening again. I mean, I can't even imagine even wanting to be tied up by someone I trust. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let Coco tie me up. <laughs> <laughs> He'll let me take photos of him though. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it went on the photo side as opposed to yeah. the, the tying yeah. side. I really became very camera shy. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you had no consent in that. I mean, if that was part of the deal, I could understand it. Because some people like that. They like to be exposed. You know, there's websites out there where people are just exposed. That's what they're, the point is, you know. Mm -hmm. But they gave you no option, which, you know, That's just right. wasn't cool. Um, it sounds like you, at least from my perspective, no bullshit, you've really had such a journey and the fact that you seeked out some help and you went through therapy and you explored all the reasons why you're doing that. I mean, this is a beautiful story. I mean, for people listening, because our point of doing this is that there might be people out there who are experiencing what you're experiencing and not being able to put the label or understanding to it the way you did. So oh, I really, I, I, I love, I loved hearing you talk. I mean, this was amazing. Coco, what else Thank you got? You. 
I mean, in terms of questions, I think we 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 covered a great, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't quite answer the. Uh, I, I I skipped over sort of a little bit your last question, Fran. I if you don't mind, I'd like to say. Go ahead. I, I don't mind at all. Uh, what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, is I partnered up with a female friend of mine. Um, we're both uh, over 40 and we both love sex with a lot of people. Uh, anonymous is great, but you know, <laughs> it has its limitations. So we created a group uh, together. We call it the Bucket List Gals. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> and the point of the group is for women over 40. Uh, who have sexual fantasies that they'd like to fulfill, but in a safe way. So the group is mostly for her and I, you know, <laughs> uh, all That's truth okay. be told. Uh, but we have had uh, other women, other friends of ours that we fulfilled some of their fantasies. One of them in terms of anonymous sex was a friend of ours who for her 40th birthday, she wanted to have anonymous sex. And so uh, the bucket list gals, what we do is we um, will advertise like sort of the event that we want to have. So let's say we want to have um, uh, a gangbang. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we'll advertise, we say we want men from like 25 to 65 years old, uh, um, uh, use of condom mandatory, you must be comfortable with condoms, uh, you must be comfortable naked in front of other men, you must be comfortable all this other stuff, let's say. Um, and then uh, we meet them in advance. Uh, so we'll meet them in a public location and we'll have a drink and talk with them just to make sure that they're, you know, gauge their interests, make sure that they're able to, to speak with women in a bar, yeah. look at them in the eyes, you know, make sure they, they look clean. They can't, <laughs> make sure they look clean. Cause if they can't talk to you at a, in a bar, we don't that's want so them sticking their penises in us. So <laughs> I mean, that should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so anyways, we had one of these men that was on our roster, so to speak, if, if you will, um, come in. So she was at my house. She was in, in a bedroom and she was blindfolded and uh, he came in and they had a, a great time and he left and she never knew who he was, but she knows that she was 100% safe. Wow. I was outside in my yard, you know. <laughs> oh, Nice. So she got to have that experience, but without the risk that, like that, I've had. Okay, that's great. That's great. Now, when you said you you interviewed a lot of these men in bars, were there a lot of a lot of people that were viable candidates? Did you find that there were more viable than not viable? So first of all, it's the how many show up. So let's say ten. <laughs> 10 men said they were going to come. Well, maybe four will show up. Yeah. So out of those four, maybe one or two will be viable. And, and we're not, we're not picky. It's not about being six feet and, you know, seven inches. Yeah. 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 Wow. Those are, <laughs> yeah. She just said my statistics on the air. There you go. <laughs> but we were actually Prior to recording this uh, segment, we were talking about how people love to try to fulfill fantasies, or or but they, there's no follow through. Sometimes it, it's just the the act of making plans for it. Mm. That's that's their fantasy, knowing that it it can happen, but they end up not following through. And I wonder if that that's the case with some of the men that answered the call. 
and not show up for the for the event for example or do you think that yes or it could possibly be in that case where they're just discretion like they're they just chickened out yeah i mean it's fear i think it's both i think it's either one or the other or both i mean i think it's fear and i think also the other hand is like you said i think some of them just like the idea they go into it with the intention of never showing up yeah that's right i think the best way i found to kind of uh weed those people out quickly is if they want to go on and on by email or messaging Mm. with you and they want to they want to hear details about how it's going to be and it's like no 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 let's (laughs) exactly i'm not not spending a half hour writing an email to you it's funny (laughs) you said that because there was a friend of mine years ago who who used to be really into glory holes and he would set up a glory hole and just have people show up and he'd say i said he said exactly what you said. I said, how do you know if people are for real? And he's like, they're for real because the second message is always like, what's the address? He said, but if someone's going like, hey, can you send me another picture? Can you, he said, as soon as it starts to feel like an audition, you're like, they're not coming. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. funny how this, and- so for anyone listening, I mean, you're learning a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> and for women, I think, uh, a lot of the men that I would talk to, they just wouldn't think that I was real, mm. right? And so even when it, they would meet me, they'd be like, oh my God, you're actually a woman. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think, you know, the there are situations, especially um, the site that, I, that we're on, um, they there are people who pose as someone that they're not. And I think that that's just, it just part and parcel of that kind of community almost. Um, so I, I can. And there's almost, fishing everywhere, like even on dating. Yeah, stuff. Like it's yeah. just such a natural, like, you know, we're, we're, it's all safe to say we're old enough to remember the days where there was no apps and you actually had to meet someone in person. Nowadays, it's like, you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. pictures online by photoshopping things like there's so much people can do and that's i think that's part of the fantasy too is like the deceit deceiving yeah. people there's kind of like an idea there like a kind of a sexy kind of thing that people feel like oh i could be whoever i want to be well i get i get people you know sending me messages when it comes to my fetish photography and they're interested in in something and so I go into, okay, business mode. Let's, let's talk this out. And inevitably the subject turns to, can I send you a dick pic type thing? Or it just, it always happens that way. There was no intention for that. They wanted something else completely. Or if we've made this plan and then I suggest meeting in person so that we can have a face-to-face and discuss suddenly they don't want that it's it's it happens all the time so you know coco when i tell you i'm going to send you a dick pic it's never mine it's like i something. know i know yeah he, he yeah. blesses me on a weekly basis <laughs> With a dick pic that's not mine yeah yeah so so alive what's that the friendship alive yes that's how we do it well is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, about all of this? Um, I did think of one other safety one. I don't know if you can put it in somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, I found that putting up my own ads 
Okay. Uh, once I got better at deciphering what was sort of the safest way to do it, like uh, like short short notice, um, so like same same night kind of thing. So then the other person didn't have time to plan, and it was sort of on my terms. So hey, this this park at this time, I want to do this thing, and then messages would flood in. And, and then you weed them out the ones that sound, you know, like, oh, yeah, like they're available there. They, there is there's, there's uh, teddy bears in their pictures, there's you know, whatever. Nice. <laughs> they meet all the criteria, but having my own timeline and my own thing that I wanted to do, I found that that gave me some control and less planning time. So like, you know, they don't have time to go to home hardware to get the duct tape and the rope and the, you know. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so scary. Hey, I'm I'm just being real. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We like, we love it. We We love real. And you know, I was just thinking as I I was listening to Annie talk, you know, when we have our listeners tell us who they want to come back, she's going to be on that top five list. Yeah. You will be only if you want to. I'm you were like, they're going to be like, Annie needs to tell me more about this. I'm interested. <laughs> tell us more about this bucket gals list thing. Yeah, right. How do I get it? Hey, I'm a buxom 40 year old man. I want to get on the bucket girl list. <laughs> Listen, you are amazing. Thank you so much. All of the, all the things you've been through. Um, it, it, it's not easy to share. And you did an amazing time. We had an amazing time with you and you did an amazing job with sharing it all. And I'm glad you were able to come and join us. With. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Annie. Thank you very much. Great it was day. great. Take care. Have Bye. a good day. Bye. All right. All right. We always get the best guests in town. I love that. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad that she, like I said, that she agreed to do this and, uh, and, it was I, I found it very eye-opening in terms of what she went through big time. Listen, I mean, like you said in the beginning, we have to listen to what she said with an open mind. Yeah. You don't have to agree with her sensibilities or what she's interested in, but you just have to listen, learn, understand. Um, you can judge all you want because that's a human thing. People mm-hmm. will sit back and be like, I would never do that. I can't even imagine. You but you have, even- to, you have to realize that there people around you are doing things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're closed off like that, they're definitely not going to talk to you about it. Exactly. You know, 100%. People come out of the woodwork to talk to me about the craziest stuff. Mm-hmm. and it's and it's because i'm not moved by it you know the number of times a client will say i have to tell you something but i'm really embarrassed and blah, 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 and it takes them 20 minutes and i'm like i always say the same thing chances are whatever you're going to tell me i know about it i've done it or i know someone who's done it exactly so it's not like come on let's start listening to people let's start to try to understand people this is when we start to get into the territory of people lying to you because you can't listen with an yeah. open. And that's such a shame. That really is a shame. I, I think that if more people were, were uh, receptive and accepting and non-judgmental, um, we'd, we'd have less um, 
less people struggling with with yeah. with anxiety and and different forms of mental illness i mean bottom line if you are experiencing some you know some kind of mental illness you do need to seek out professional mm-hmm. professional um help but knowing that the people around you are are receptive and non-judgmental it goes a long way in terms of of the healing process absolutely i loved having her on the show i loved having both of our guests um open up the way they did because i know how difficult that is yeah um to to get people to to listen and i know that you know we have we have a great audience people understand they come to us because they know we're going to give them a very interesting perspective but we're also going to give them you know teach them something and that's what i felt like with this episode i want to walk away with teaching people something exactly and uh, and i hope we did that i think we did we're we're good at everything um we are so anyway thanks for joining us all on um our show today and uh we are both coco and fran still right we're still yes, coco we are. And fran. we're still you're, you're coco i always <laughs> excellent so yes have a great day everyone thank you for listening 